In the latest episode of Vamos Verde, we are going to talk to one of the most prolific goal scorers in Major League Soccer history, Austin FC striker Giassi Zardes. We also talked to some folks who have been bringing the soundtrack to Austin's nightlife for over 20 years and are now providing the soundtrack at Q2 Stadium, their official DJ collective, Peligrosa. That's the latest episode of Vamos Verde. Out now, wherever you get your podcasts. From KUT and KUTX Studios. Hello, and welcome to This Song, the podcast where artists talk about the songs that formed and transformed them. I'm your host, Elizabeth McQueen, and this week on This Song, we'll hear from singer, songwriter, and multi-instrumentalist Miles Francis, but... Before I get started, I want to remind you that this coming Friday, June 15th, KUTX, which is the radio station in Austin, Texas, where we make this podcast, well, we'll be celebrating our fifth birthday at Bass Concert Hall with a screening of High Fidelity on the big screen, followed by a Q&A with actor John Cusack. And I got to talk to John Cusack for this podcast. Like, I was super excited. I did hold it together. And you should check it out. You can find it along with over a hundred other This Song episodes at KUTX.org or wherever you get your podcasts. And we are having lots of birthday celebrations in 2018, like we are celebrating all year long here at KUTX. And on July 14th, we'll be at Hog Auditorium with Jamila Woods and Sarah Jaffe. And you can find out info on those other parties at KUTX.org slash birthday. Now to Miles Francis. He's a multi-instrumentalist and a singer and a songwriter out of New York who's played with a ton of people. Like, he toured with Will Butler of Arcade Fire, he played with Antibalas, and like, for a long time, he was a sideman. But now, he's struck out on his own. He has a five-song EP out called Swimmers, and he just released a companion visual album that he made with filmmaker Charles Billet. And like, every song has a video. And Swimmers... It's a cool collection of songs. Miles Francis is one of those guys who can play all the instruments. In fact, he wrote all the songs in the EP, played all the instruments on the recording, and he's not afraid to pull from all kinds of sources. R&B, electronic, rock, African rhythms, like they all show up on Swimmers. I spoke to Miles during South by Southwest, and he told me about a couple of very different songs, both of which really helped him understand the kind of musician and songwriter he wanted to be um so yeah i'm gonna talk about two songs um that both of them shaped me from different angles um one of one of which is a prince song let's pretend we're married to me this is the most visceral prince song the performances are so loose and just sort of bubbling in this way that's it just feels like you're 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 there he has his vocal performance which throughout the song just totally escalates in a crazy way from a from like a like shy and lonely man If you 
to uh, just aggressive man by the end and scary and weird and sexy. does sort of have everything all these prince signatures in it um there's the drum machine uh which which he's sort of performing throughout even though it's a drum machine it's not real drums it's a lindrum he's still performing on it throughout the whole song and adding accents and adding elements in each section and manipulating it that way and another another moment is there's there's a bass fill um that, that leads into the second chorus that's you know it also speaks to me as far as like what as a musician what it is to play a fill in a song what it is to sort of step out and show your little prowess for a second You know, it's it's easy to be taken for granted. You know, these little moments that are in a recorded song. Um, but he, because he's playing everything, he chooses when to sort of step out as the bass player, or to step out as the drummer, do a little fill. And he does it in these moments that just drive it into the next section. That it just drives the tension. It, it heightens it for a second, and then it lets it down and releases. So the song could end at around three minutes in, like he gets through the the verse, pre-chorus, chorus, verse, pre-chorus, chorus, little bridge, chorus. He gets through that, three minutes. Like he could write a pop song and he nails it. But then it goes on for another few minutes and it just turns into this other sort of evil twin of the pop song around three minutes in. And what sort of signifies that is this little synth sound that he plays uh, right, right at this moment, and it's it's a sound we haven't heard before in the song, um, and it's spooky and kind of kinky and so evocative, and it just says, like, okay, it's time, like, got that out of the way, let's get to it. He's not only using his lyrics and his voice to talk about what he's talking about. He uses synthesizers. He uses drum machines and the bass. And in these little moments to get across his feeling in his body that he's trying to get out. And to be able to do that through not just your voice is is uh, what was really special about him to me. And that just attention to those little details that make a song just puts you, gives you a color, gives you a, a vision of, of something or, or makes you think of him or makes you think of, 
yourself or makes you want to do something. Those little things all play into that. that was another thing that you saw kind of in prints in general with someone who approached music in the same way you do because it's a very different way to approach writing and recording um to do everything by yourself than to bring a band with you yeah discovering prints gave me the confidence to pursue to take to take my own music and and take it or at least the music that i write and record by myself which is a super private thing to sort of take it from just something I do in my basement to, you know, something that deserves uh, more than that and to show people. Um, usually I would make a demo and then play it, bring it to a band and the band would play the song I'd written and it would take the shape of whatever band I was playing it, playing it with. And the song changes, but it sounds great because you're playing it with people and that feels good. But at a certain point I realized I would listen to my demos and be like, man, I, I just like this and how this sounds and not only how it sounds, but the feeling of it, the, the intention in it. Um, and for me that I, it's, it's the most direct way to get to a song now is, is, is if I'm down in, in my studio and I'm spending hours and hours just trying to get at this song and I'm just quickly making these production decisions and editing decisions and 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 replaying something or or notching something over um, timing wise, you know, all these little decisions and 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 little like like performance tidbits that all becomes part of what eventually is this song. It's and and that's what I love is like I always call it like the capital S song, like the almighty song. Because for any musician, that's the goal when you're playing with an artist, if you're backing somebody up or if you're the artist, you're playing the song and that is the sacred thing. The other song that changed Miles' life in a serious way was the Beach Boys' Don't Talk, Put Your Head on My Shoulder. And like I said earlier, that is a very different song from Let's Pretend We're Married, which, by the way, gets real dirty at the end. If you want to listen to it, just make sure there are no, like, kids around if you want to listen to the seven-minute version. But anyway, very different song than Don't Talk, Put Your Head on My Shoulder. But... I see similarities, mostly in their creators, because, you know, Prince, he wrote and recorded everything himself. And Brian Wilson, well, he may not have played all the instruments on Beach Boys recordings and especially Pet Sounds, but like he was famous for having a serious overarching vision for his work and making sure that that vision was carried out in the recording studio. He yeah he played he had a band he would hire musicians and he would write their parts and 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 have them perform it in the studio, but this song in particular is one of the more vulnerable ones because there's first of all there's no backing vocals it's just him singing, and that it's just him and the song he arranged for the band to play it's super simple like that. I can hear so much. Here. 
the second verse, he, he says, being here with you feels so right. We could live forever tonight. Let's not think about tomorrow. That sentiment I've felt so many times where I'm just with somebody and I'm, I'm simultaneously thinking, oh, I just wish I could do this forever. I wish I could just be here forever, but you can't and nobody is anywhere forever. And in this song in particular, talk about using an arrangement to evoke the feeling of a song. Midway through, after the second chorus, he says, Listen, 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 listen. I, I'm, I get chills thinking about it because the strings come in and it's sort of like, Whoever he's been talking to is is interjecting and like, but this, but uh, everything's wrong, blah 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 blah, and then the timpani rolls into this forceful just, no, just don't talk, put the worries aside, let's just be here, and he uses he uses music there to say something. It's. Uh, For me, I, I heard this song way younger than when I heard Prince, and this song just it, it it's it's sort of like the the seed for me. It's like the start here. This song, if you want to make music that where you're writing lyrics, you're writing lyrics for people, you're writing lyrics that are about love, um, you're just writing songs in general. This is a starting point because it's so simple and whether whether it's the drummer who's just hitting a ride cymbal through the whole song on quarter notes or whether it's the where the strings enter midway through the song to like bolster the second chorus like the those little decisions beneath the actual lyrics the actual melody which is what we hear first and what we latch on to and that's all has that all has its own meaning um all these things working in synergy this this like ball of of tension and release it's just bubbling and that that is what it's all about for me thinking about how interested miles is in all the musical and lyrical ways an artist can convey a feeling i wondered was there a feeling that he tried to convey in his ep swimmers um i didn't have a overarching feeling for all the songs that i was trying to get out um I, this this ep it was just a outpouring for me and I didn't realize it until after I'd made it that I was like, Oh, I was going through something. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but, and I think I'm thankful for that because it was, it just was, it was organic and natural for me to make these songs. So, but I, I will say that it, it looking back on the songs, they're about change. They're about, um, new relationships and love and how that uncovers all these things for us you know once we have to relate to somebody else and have somebody else see us then it's like you start seeing things about yourself 
um, whether it's jealousy or um, whatever it is, that's that's what's in these songs. I'd say love at the core, but also not only when relating to somebody else, but yourself too. Just sort of, yeah. For me, music. For me, when I make songs, I'm reckoning with myself. It's it's very like. Yes, it's, it may be about somebody or some something that somebody has done to me or something, but but the songs are are me sort of talking to myself, telling myself, "Don't talk, <laughs> <laughs> put your head on your shoulder." <laughs> And this is your star from Miles Francis EP and visual album Swimmers. And I really enjoyed talking to him for this podcast. It felt like so many conversations with my friends who are musicians where we sit around and we get so granular about what we love about music, like what we think about why things work. I mean, I too regularly fall in love with bass fills and synth lines and like I will still listen to all of Prince's Little Red Corvette just to hear these two chords that the organ hits just before the fade. Like, those moments, they're as magical and as impactful as the big ideas. Or or maybe all those moments together, maybe they help us understand the big ideas. But I just really like talking to Miles. Miles Francis will be on tour. I will post a link to his tour dates on the show notes page for this episode. And I'll also post a link to Swimmers, both the EP and the visual album, so you too can get to know more about Miles Francis. And that's it. You have come to the end of another episode of This Song. This song is a production of 98.9 in Austin, Texas. This episode was produced by Art Levy and me, Elizabeth McQueen. Kelly Seal is our excellent intern. And thanks to Deidre Gott and Peter Babb and Todd Callahan for all they do for this podcast. And it is true. Our theme song is Mahout by Austin's own Hard Proof. Right on. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next time.